Hello, hello and welcome, welcome back, it's Trucking Answers Time, with your old pal Mark as your host, and I'm here with Gracie, my co-host, who's currently getting a small snack before she begins contributing to the show. So, at least she's awake, we can say that. I want to say, you know, of all the countries that this podcast is in, and it's about one-fifth of all the countries on this planet... I'm always surprised that Uzbekistan remains in the top five, vying for, you know, moving up and down in the top five. Why is that? I'm just curious. You know, you'd think it'd be some other country that mainly speaks English or whatever, but no, it's Uzbekistan remains in the top five, uh, as always. And I look, it's okay with me. I appreciate it, but uh, it's just always curious to me. Can someone from Uzbekistan write to me? You listen to the podcast. I see you on the statistics. That's a big college word right there. Uh, can you write to me and say, hey, Mark, this is why we listen here in Uzbekistan. And also, send me the price of, uh, you know, petrol. Uh, I would appreciate it. Even per liter. I'll translate it all and everything. Always curious about that. All right. So, um, look, we got some trucking news, some automotive news, and yet another reason why we are not on Mars. Now, do you know why we don't live on Mars? Well, there's a bunch of dumb, stupid, idiot people on this planet that are holding us back from what we could be because we have to provide our money to give them dry cheese sandwiches on uh, stale bread because they're idiots. All right, we all know who they are. We could probably point them out to the authorities and get them all rounded up, but unfortunately, they don't allow us to do that here. It's so sad. We could live there. We'll get to that in a little bit. So I have a little update here about the convoys. The 2022 convoy to D.C., I think is what it was called, is disbanded because there were only five trucks at the second event uh, in, by the time they basically got out of California, and so they disbanded. There's still a couple convoys headed to D.C., and like we talked about on the live show, which is on YouTube Mondays at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time, they don't really have a coherent message. I mean, I'm looking for it. Yeah, we want to end all mandates. What does that mean? All right. What exactly does that mean? Uh, in the state of emergency, I agree with that. <clears throat> but otherwise, you have to have a coherent message and a spokesman. All right. You have to have a spokesman who's going to meet the press, uh, not on meet the press on PBS, but uh, meet the press and talk to them and have your message every time. Same message, same message, same message. And it can't be this nebulous. We want to go back to the old ways, right? Now, well, what does that mean? I mean, does, uh, what does that mean? What are the old ways? Do we make our own cheese? I mean, I, I, seriously, what does that mean? What does that mean? You can't be that obtuse about what you're trying to say and then expect anyone to understand what you're talking about. But uh, the thing that came out, which I thought was pretty interesting, <clears throat> so the Illinois State Police released a statement because they'll be going partly through Illinois. And it says thusly, it, if the event is designed to impede the normal traffic flow, it would be dangerous and the uh, event would be ticketed and possibly liable for any accidents that occur. Now, of course, what the officer should have said is I'm not an attorney, so I don't know what the law is, which I'm not one either. And remember, the police can't tell you what the law is. They're not attorneys. So usually anyhow, you know, an event designed to impede normal traffic flow. That's a quote. I'm trying to think now, you know, as I get in my extreme upper 30s here. 
your memory starts to go. So I'm trying to think back over the last couple of years. Have there been any events that have come up that have impeded the normal traffic flow on any roads anywhere? I'm just curious. I'm trying to think. It seems like, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to get a thought in. And how were those handled by the police in those areas? Uh, I'm just curious, does anybody have any memory of anything that may have impeded normal traffic flow? Um, just wondering, yeah, how did the police handle that? You see, it just depends who you are on how you're handled, right? And if you want more government or less government. See, that's the thing of it. Once people get in power, they're not going to give up that power. They are not. But if you want them to have more power, then they're all for it, right? So just curious and, uh, you know, designed to impede normal traffic flow. Just think about that. Think. Think of the Dan Ryan Expressway. Oh, yes, the Dan Ryan Expressway. Can we remember back a year or two ago what happened on the Dan Ryan? All those people. I wonder if, like, hundreds of people walking on the Dan Ryan is designed to impede the normal traffic flow. Oh, yeah, they got a police escort there. And what the police said is drivers should find an alternate route. Isn't that curious? Boy. Oh, yeah, that's kind of curious. Do you remember that? That's kind of coming back to me now. Yeah, it kind of comes back to me. That'd be something the Illinois State Police should uh, maybe comment about. Hmm, interesting. So... A year ago, our president, and uh, I don't want to hear people say, oh, he's not my president. He's your president. Joe Biden is everybody's president. Whoever is the president is everybody's president. Okay. You may not like him. You may love him. I don't know. It doesn't matter. He's still the president of the United States. All right. So he, he said, look, the DOT should, within a year, get, give up a report on how to improve infrastructure and logistics, you know, movement of goods around the country. Well, that year's up, and uh, Pete Buttigieg, right, handed over the report. What is one thing that it says in the report? One thing it says is that Congress should end the overtime exemption for truck drivers so that they are paid for their time. What do you think about that? Pete wants you to get paid for all your time. He said that would help the retention and getting and the retention of drivers. Do you think so? Yeah, yes. You also might log more of your time legitimately because most companies are going to say we're not going to pay you if you are off duty. You know, I said duty. I'm going to say that a lot again. But what they would say, probably, probably, I can imagine. The fight that would come out of the ATA and other places is going to be incredible if this gets any traction. And I will tell you this, of any Congress in many years, this one would be the one that could possibly pass it. And Biden would sign it. Okay, so this would be the way to do it. It has to go through Congress. They have to change the law. <clears throat> but... Already, the president of the Idaho Trucking Association has come out and said pay is not a factor in hiring or retention of drivers. Isn't that something? Now, I'm going to have a video about this. This guy is a driver. 
okay? He's a former owner-operator. So this isn't like Chris Spear, who has never driven a truck that I can see, all right? And I've never been corrected on that. But um, this, the head of the Idaho Trucking Association, he doesn't drive now. He does this. But I will tell you, he's a driver. He owned his own truck, all right? So he's a CDL, licensed driver, understands driving, is a driver. And he said, yeah, pay's not really a factor in anything. Well, isn't that amazing? What I would recommend then to companies is they should cut their pay in half. Imagine how much money companies would save if they could cut all the driver's pay by 50%. I mean, that would be a tremendous saving. A, a huge place, say Swift, well, England would be the one, right? What do they have, Eight, ten thousand 10,000 trucks in England? Imagine if they cut everybody's pay by 50%. Now, let me ask you this. What if your company, wherever you work, said, you know what, we don't really think pay is a factor here, so we're going to cut everybody's pay by 50% starting next pay week. Would that be an acceptable thing for them to do for you? And although that seems a little bit in jest, to say that pay is not a factor is certainly ridiculous. There are places wouldn't continue to raise pay to keep people. I do think that companies are way off on thinking pay is the number one factor in getting people because depending on what you want, I don't think it is. Like, I could go make, I'll be honest with you, I could probably make 50% more than I make if I was willing to commute to Indianapolis, probably. Around 50% pay increase instantly, probably by Monday. Um, you know, just getting started, you know, go take a physical and orientation or whatever, but I could probably take a 50% pay increase, but I don't do it. Because for me, the pay is not worth the time. Basically, the juice isn't worth the squeeze in that I don't want to commute 10 hours a week. Look, that was ice last week. I'd have to commute to work. I was talking to my wife about that. I'm like, what if I had to commute in this and then work all day? You know, uh, that'd not be something that would be something I wouldn't be that interested in. And in fact, I'm so I'm interested in it in such a small amount that I don't do it. So it depends. Pay is not necessarily a factor. But I will tell you this. If we have companies, if you're looking for a job, all right, um, then pay becomes a big factor. Getting somebody else, no. But if you're looking to move, what's one of the first things that companies get asked? What does it pay? How much does it pay? That's always top of mind. To say pay is not a factor, um, I think we're a little bit detached from reality. But that's the first one that's come out. And if Congress, anybody in Congress picks this up, and tries to run with it and say, all right, we will stop the exemption for motor carriers out of, uh, you know, the Fair Labor Standards Act. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> That's been since 1938, by the way, when that was enacted. So that would be incredible. How many people would get a raise? Some actually would get a raise. And we know this because there are constant lawsuits against major mega carriers, the bottom feeding mega carriers, about not paying minimum wage. And what happens is these carriers, they never admit wrongdoing, but they always settle, sometimes for multiple millions of dollars, basically hush money, I call it, so that they don't have to admit what they were doing. So we already know places are paying less than minimum wage for a lot of the time. For instance, Western, as far as I know, doesn't pay for orientation. Okay, that uh, that kind of thing would end. A lot of trainings that companies are not paid for and stuff, that all, that all has to end. Now, the other side of it, I got a friend of mine that would say, well, look, drivers shouldn't do it. Drivers shouldn't work there. I agree with you. You know, I agree with you. And I don't know how to change that side of it. 
You know, that's the side of it that I wish I could change the most because that would have the most impact. Waiting for, okay, so Pete says this, then we wait for Congress, which who knows if they'll do to even take this up and, you know, then companies will fight it and stuff. It'll be in court for years. The real solution is just to not work at a place that really doesn't pay you well. You know, when I see drivers doing videos uh, where they hold up a check that where they've grossed six, a little over $600 for seven days away from their house, I, I just shake my head. I'm like, what is happening? You know, why, why are we still at that place? <laughs> That'd be the only check I'd get being gone a week uh, where I got $600. That truck's going right back to the terminal and we're done. Okay, because there's no way I'm leaving my house for a week for 600 bucks. I guarantee you this. I would drive hours to go to a major city and drive for Uber for three days and make $600 to net to me after expenses and have four days off, be home those other days, and I'd be way better off than being gone in a truck seven days to make 600 bucks. That is no money to be gone. Shouldn't be accepted. That's the real problem is it sh that kind of thing shouldn't be accepted. And I don't know how I change people's minds about that. You know, you have to value your self more than you do and most people don't they don't put any value on their time and so you kind of get what you will accept and that's that's a sad state of affairs so grace dean friend of the channel uh reporter for business insider who has interviewed me uh several times for different articles and has had me in business insider uh put out an article not with me this time uh about a trainer for werner because she was talking about retention and trucking and she talked to a trainer at werner now he lives in omaha and that's going to be important in a minute here the trainer um which you would think he would right because headquarters hq for werner out there in uh, uh nebraska uh so there we go and he said this thusly which i thought you know here's another one of these things and we're going to get to too simple on what this guy said this trainer for werner is home three days a month all right. And he says, oh, you know, and I have a three year old and I have to watch her grow up on Zoom. Now, I'll say this. You do not have to watch her grow up on Zoom. You can go home. I checked uh, a simple, quick look on Craigslist. There are tons of jobs between twenty five and thirty dollars an hour that I found in less than one hundred twenty seconds. Plus twenty five to thirty an hour plus overtime where you could be home every day in Omaha if you have experience, which a trainer would have some experience, likely, at Werner, hopefully. And he could be home every day. Okay, he could. So you have to put what is more important to you. I personally don't get it, I guess. I just don't get being gone and only seeing your kid 30 days a year. I mean, I just don't get it. That's what should be more important work who cares about your job okay go drive for uber go go work at burger king i mean target just announced they're gonna raise pay in some target church to 24 dollars an hour 24 dollars an hour depending on the store all right around here they're at 17 now in lafayette and it's going to go to 18 next week they sit here so at target so i don't want to hear that you know i have to be only home three days and the the ceo of too simple some some time ago he said the reason that he's developing uh, autonomous trucks is because trucking takes away our humanity okay and that's what he wants to eliminate these long distance times away where you're gone for a month or two months from your house that takes away your humanity and that is 
most evident in uh, the recent article that we talked about this also in the live show where a driver was found in his truck because somebody parked next to him and the truck was leaking. It turns out the driver had deceased in his truck and started decomposing out of the truck. Nobody, nobody missed him. The, the only reason, that they, the only place that was missing him was the load. They wondered where their load was, but nobody had reported the driver missing. You know, he had all of his humanity was gone and he was just in the truck driving. Just basically a commodity like like what he was hauling is all he had turned into. That's what his life had turned into. And I think that's sad that you can go through your life like that. And this Werner driver to, to be and he's like, well, you know, this is what people don't understand when they get into trucking. This is how trucking is. That isn't how trucking has to be. Okay, and when the weather is good in that, my days normally, you know, eight hours or so, seven and a half, eight hours. If I wait a little bit, maybe nine hours and I go back home, you know, and that's that kind of job is available to people as well. We actually I just looked at the sheet. We had a new run come up It is four point nine hours a day. All right. Four point nine. And that's what it's listed at. All right. So I don't know how long it would take. Six hours, probably. 4.9 hours. That's all you do. That's all that driver's going to do. They're going to go from Lafayette, Indiana to Valparaiso, Indiana, and back, and that's it. Go back home. Okay, that is your entire day. So these kind of things exist. You're not, and even, so that driver is going to work, you know, 25, 30 hours a week. Their drivers are going to be gone all seven days and probably make close to the same money and certainly this driver will do way better hourly and you have all the rest of your time so there's always an alternative the problem is when you have your eyes wide shut to the alternative you don't see them you know you can't see them you always have to be open to this you have to decide really i always always put it that way it's a decision what do you want what do you really want so do you want to be gone it's okay with me if you're gone, but don't complain about it. Like, Werner, I only see my kid three days a month. Well, you choose to. No, you don't only see them. You choose it. You tell. You should. What he should do is tell his kid, I only want to see you three days a month. I could see you every day. There's jobs available where I could see you every day. I don't want to. I mean, that's legitimate. Is that harsh? Yeah. But it's the truth, isn't it? Because just a quick look by me found plenty of jobs in Omaha that would get you home every day if that's something that you wanted and you wanted to still drive. Heck, you could probably work for Werner in the office and go home every day that way. You wouldn't even have to leave. Werner may have local jobs there. I don't know. Maybe. Usually, almost every mega carrier, by the way, if you go to work for them, at most of their terminals, at least the larger ones, they usually have a few local drivers, sometimes a number you know, of local drivers that have day cabs, and run around delivering the road driver's loads. Okay? Uh, these local drivers, they do. They run them all over the place. TMC, you never see them up in the Chicago area. They have beautiful day cabs. They look just like their road trucks, right? And they're running the coils around and stuff. So England runs day cabs around JB Han. I see tons of those. So, I, I, you know, I don't know what to say to that. But it, it is, it's a choice. Everything is a choice, including seeing your three-year-old three days a month. That's a choice that a driver makes. There's tons of other ways to do it. And I appreciate Grace making that uh, article up, you know, and to tell to tell her that, oh, well, you know, 
there's just this is how trucking is. That's not how trucking is. Okay, that's how trucking is for you because you because you don't think there's any other way to do it. And you have to list what's important to you. Uh, what's important? Um, being home is priority one for me because I have a three year old. You should say, okay, well then, this road job that I have for Werner is crossed off the list. Simple, simple, simple as that. Here's the thing I could do. I'm not doing it because it doesn't meet the requirement of. Uh, seeing my three-year-old every day and that's that's how it should be done that's how people should set their life up to uh, you know be what's more important to them they don't though they don't it's disappointing they'll sit out be gone do a video about getting six hundred dollars at some lousy mega carrier for a week gone and, and be like all happy about it like oh it's awesome money it's crap money it's crap and it shouldn't happen so well uh, that's the story with that now, I wanted to talk about this. This was pretty interesting, and this comes up all the time. West Virginia, always known as a leader in technology and uh, everything else in West Virginia and having more than 20 teeth in your head, is going to ban over-the-air updates for your vehicle. New vehicles, many, are able to over-the-air update your car. So there's some kind of issue or some kind of change that the vehicle needs to make, and now a lot of new cars can just send it right to your car. So whenever your car is connected to Wi-Fi, it can get an update. Pretty nice. You don't have to do anything. Uh, West Virginia says, hey, we need to ban this immediately. You know who wants to ban it though? Who set that uh, law up? Yeah, the Dealers Association in West Virginia sent that up to, uh, to, get, to get out there and it's being proposed now. <clears throat> Why would the Dealers Association want to ban that? Well, they don't make any money if you get an over-the-air update, do they? No. You don't get to go to the dealer. You just get it updated wherever your car sits, and that's it. So what you're going to have to do is go to the dealer, make an appointment, and then sit there while they update your car on their internet. And all they do is sit the car there. I don't know if you've ever had an over-the-air update. My Escape will accept over-the-air updates, and every once in a while, it does get an update. <laughs> a little bar on there, updating, right? The screen says updating, so when you start the car, because it connects to the Wi-Fi, automatically have the car set up to connect to the Wi-Fi, and uh, it'll just update the car. You know, it does. Who knows what it's updating, but it does it. And this, in West Virginia, would be banned. You wouldn't be allowed to do it. You'd have to go to an authorized dealer, so that you can get the update. And what they will do is probably charge for it. Because if it isn't a recall, okay, the dealer can charge you. A recalls, recalls are done by law for free, but many updates are just done to improve the car in some way, to change something that, you know, they've had some complaints about, you know, a setting that can be changed, that kind of thing in there. But it has to be done through an update in the software. So what they'll do is schedule you in and say, oh, you have an over-the-air update is ready. You know, maybe they'll even send a message to your car that says come into the dealer for your over-the-air update, something like that. Or through the app, Ford has an app. Most car makers probably do. It's free at Ford. So uh, probably more people have it than like OnStar, which costs money. But they'll send maybe a letter. Hey, come in for your update. And they'll probably charge an hour, I assume. A minimum of one hour so 80 bucks 100 bucks at the dealer to do an update that otherwise would just be sent to your car all they're going to do is sit it there that's it it doesn't cost them anything nothing the internet's already broadcasting around the dealership so it's just stupid it's just a money grab 
by the Dealers Association for really no reason. And they're like, oh, well, it's the for the safety of the customers to make sure that the update, baloney, okay? You don't do anything for the update. Uh, you just don't do anything. The bar comes up on there updating, uh, you know, and that's it. And then when the bar fills up, the update's done. Let's see it. You don't have to do anything. So for safety, you know, it's garbage. And in the same bill, it's going to ban direct sales, which a couple of states do. It's another stupid thing. So you will have to purchase a new vehicle from the dealer. From the dealer. You will have to go in to the dealer to get a vehicle. And what this will also ban is uh, Carvana and that because it's banning uh, paperwork done outside of a dealer also. So nice. So you'd have to go in. To do that why because the dealers make more money if you are there on their turf they get the home field advantage and plan places like tesla uh don't get to sell you a car there you have to get the pick up the car out of state which is completely ridiculous of course it's just the stupidest thing because tesla there's no salesman right and tesla you go on the website that's one thing i do like about tesla and i'm not i'm a kind of a fan of them anyways you know is that you just go on the website, you spec out your car, takes you two seconds, boom, hit buy now. Do you want to finance it, lease it, pay for it, whatever, boom, you're done. And then you're, they deliver your car. It's just as simple as that. And so there's no upcharging, there's no $40,000 over sticker. There's none of that. None of that. By the way, I just saw, I think it was an 07 Magnum. Remember those? That's the wagon, Dodge wagon. Okay, 07 Magnum. It was 31995 31995. All right, that's more than it was new in 07. All right. So there wouldn't there's none of that. There's none of that at Tesla. The car 41,000 51 that whatever it is, you buy it and that's it. And I'm a huge fan of that. To get this crap at the dealers. Uh, hey, you want paint protection? You want fabric protection? You want uh acid rain protection? We used to sell that stuff. You want glass protection? Do you want glass etching? That's another one where they waste your money. We'll etch your glass. Nobody's stealing your side window out of your car, okay? So uh, don't worry about any of that stuff. Paint protection, stupid. Wax your car once in a while. The fabric protection, idiot. Just it's totally stupidity. Just go buy the stuff at the auto parts store if you want to do that or keep just keep the inside of your car clean how about that you can do you can uh, actually manage to do that all that kind of rust i don't like the rust protection because that's a waste wash your car once in a while so you don't have those problems that's what i do although a friend of mine just got his car z-barted for like 1400 bucks i'm like they stuff z-bart where'd you get that done in the museum no, they well, no, they have Z-Bart. You have Z-Bart. I'm like, do you know how many times I can wash my car? It's $30 a month for unlimited washes. Okay, I can wash my car for well more than its whole life every single day for way less than that. And my car would be clean all the time rather than Z-Barting this stuff. So, and I'll tell you, from working at a dealer, a lot of this stuff, when you pay for it, paint protection and fabric protection, they don't do anything anyways. They do nothing to the car. Okay, it's a total, total scam. The window etching, they might etch the windows or whatever. It's stupid. It's a complete waste of time. You don't get any insurance discount for, oh, you'll get an insurance discount. You're not going to do any of that. Don't do any of that stupid stuff. This is just a money grab by the dealers in West Virginia. They go in and say, well, you know, if people aren't coming in, we can't uh, scam them out all their money. Because, you know, while you're waiting for your car, what do they do? Hey, why don't you go look at some new cars? Maybe you could trade your car in or whatever. They forever do that now. When you're sitting in there getting an oil change, 
and uh, you're in the waiting thing. They're like, oh, why don't you come out and look at a new car or whatever? Go wander around and look at new cars. You know, I'm like, what new cars? You don't have any new cars. I'm not going to. Uh, EcoSport is not even qualifies a car. So that's what they're doing at those. But West Virginia, that kind of thing is just ridiculous. It just frosts me that they do this kind of stuff. Go through legislature to basically get a monopoly on things. And it isn't right. You should be able to fix your car anywhere you want. Buy a car any way you want. You know, if the dealer was such a great deal and such a great business model, they wouldn't have to be going through the legislature to enforce that you have to go there to buy a car it should be however the manufacturer wants to set the thing up now it is time again to find out why we do not live on mars there are a bunch of dumb stupid people on this planet and they're holding us back from what we could be from being all we could be <clears throat> so today we go to texas and we see somebody living in a dusty dirty dank uh, cinder block basement apartment and it's all dusty because it's texas right so naturally fortunately while he's sitting on his broken metal folding chair the homeowners who rent their basement apartment out to this poor soul provide wi-fi for this person so he logs into the wi-fi and you know here's the thing about people you should be proud of all of your accomplishments right that's what everybody says, you know, stand proud, uh, live, uh, you know, live life uh, to its fullest, whatever they say. They say things, they do, you know, they, you know who they are, them. So he says, you know what, I'm so proud, I'm going to post my accomplishments on Facebook. And I don't know if you know this, there are settings on Facebook where you, the posts that you post, they're either, you know, private from like only your friends or they can be set to public so that everybody can see them anybody who might be looking for them could see them did you know that well it's a true story apparently this fine young gentleman uh did not know that so he posts on there hey you know what i got 12 warrants for my arrest and they can't find me nowhere all right, that's pretty awesome. And he goes into great detail in his post because apparently if you live in a cinder block basement apartment, you have plenty of time to post because you're not out working. All right, you have time to do these things and post this in detail. Well, I don't know if you know this, the police regularly search social medias for things that they're looking for. Because any information that you post publicly is the same as you walking around in public. You've posted it for the public to see, including the po-po, right? What's the first two letters of public? Po, exactly. So that's why they got, they are like, oh, what do you know? This guy with all these warrants lives at this place. They can back search your, where you're, uh, you know, posting from and they drive over there and arrest him hard to believe on all these warrants i know i know i mean it's really hard to believe it makes you wonder you know how people exist in society at all how do they put their socks on each day um, because i assume walking around that cement floor is cold on your feet so you got to have some kind of socks or some kind of fuzzy slippers on how this even happens how people like this get into society and look once you have 12 warrants i don't know what you're doing back out 
you know, why are you out? And uh, I'm sure after these 12 warrants, he'll get like six days with three suspended and a $50 fine. And that is the uh, other side of it, which shouldn't happen. You know, I give you a couple chances and that's it. You stay there forever. But that's just what I say. The good news is there's a cinder block apartment for rent available in Texas. If you are looking for one, it is partially furnished with a uh, broken card table and a bent over metal folding chair. So those are available for you to use. There's a TV in the corner, but it doesn't work. It's so disappointing. Uh, probably because he can pay his electric bill because he's in jail. So uh, that's what we're doing uh, with that. And that's another reason why we're not on Mars. Now I got to pay for dry cheese sandwiches for this guy. He's ironically in a cinder block room still, probably. Uh, but uh, either way, it costs us money when I could be on Mars driving around like uh, like nobody's business. But no. No, I, there's already cars up there, right? You can just go use them. So, uh, because wherever we go, there's cars. We leave them on the moon. We leave them on Mars. But we can't do that, can we? No. Because people got to take all of our money and use it up to support themselves in jail. So, that's the story today. I want to thank everybody here and all around the world for listening. Remember, this goes out every Tuesday, Friday, weather and circumstances permitting. I appreciate you being here. Let me know your thoughts, Mark, at TruckingAnswersNation.com. And if you have a reason we're not on Mars, let me know that, too. And we'll be back soon with another podcast.